the smartest investors actually work from the top down. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. My mom always said it's rude to keep people waiting. Well, best ever listeners, that's exactly what you're doing if you're not funding your deals with our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land. Patch of Land is a crowdfunding marketplace that matches up your deals with accredited and institutional investors who want to invest in your deal. Patch of Land literally has thousands of investors ready to fund your next deal. You don't want to keep them waiting, do you? And guess what? It's a lightning quick process too. In fact, the average patch of land loan closes in just seven days. Is a five to seven day close faster than how long it currently takes you to close on financing? And just think, wouldn't it be wonderful to have all of your financing needs taken care of for all of your deals? How many more deals could you close if you already knew where the money was coming from? With Patch of Land, you no longer have to worry about the financing part. They've got it taken care of for you. Go to Patch of Land and find out how to get your next deal funded by the thousands of investors waiting for you right now. Go to patchofland.com. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-A-N-D.com. Hi, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Mark Jensen. Hi, Mark. Hey, Joe. How are you? Doing well, and thank you for joining us. Mark is joining us from Salt Lake City, Utah, where he is the Senior Vice President of Investment Sales with Newmark Grubb Knight Frank. That's a mouthful, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll get into that. He has closed over $500 million worth of investment sales. He recently was nominated for CCIM Multifamily Broker of the Year, so fingers crossed that he gets it. But even if he doesn't, my gosh, what a uh, what a, what a, an honor to be nominated. Uh, and he has been in the business for just over 10 years. His primary focus is on multifamily apartments. With that being said, Mark, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Absolutely. And first of all, thank you, Joe. Uh, reading about you and following your podcast has been a tremendous asset. Lots of insight and fun things. So I hope uh, I hope a few of the listeners have some takeaways from, from what you and I have to talk about today. So a little bit to so your question was a little bit about me in the business. Yep. So I started 10 years ago. Uh, it's one of those few dates besides my children's births and my anniversary with my wife that I remember. October 15th of 2004 is when I had started. And I had just graduated from the University of Utah a few months earlier. Uh, I have a, uh, my degree is in marketing, but ironically, most of what I did in college and post-college has been financial analysis and finance. When I first got into the business, I actually started in the retail sector. Uh, so I represented Cold Stone Creamery and a couple of smaller tenants that were entering the Utah market, and I kind of helped with what I what I call horizontal real estate. Uh, as my activity improved and the tenant base that I represented improved, I started moving more towards what I would call vertical real estate, which is the capital stack, debt, cap rates, cash on cash returns, uh, things of that nature. Uh, so about eight years ago was the first time I actually, you know, put a tenant in a building and added value. And I went to that owner and I said, hey. I just added a lot of value. Here's what I think your property is now worth. Would you consider selling? And he said, yes. So my first investment listing 
tend to remember a lot of things I probably shouldn't, but it was a $2.8 million retail investment, a multi-tenant that I had sold. And that was kind of my catalyst into, you know what? I like selling stuff way more than I like leasing. And with my finance background, that was just kind of the, the way that I went. I'm a son of a CPA, so I'm extremely conservative by nature. And the most conservative asset class we have in commercial real estate is multifamily apartments. And so about seven and a half years ago, eight years ago, I started primarily doing apartments uh, for two reasons. One is a business strategy because there's certainly more volume that trades in multifamily apartments. Um, but two, it's just an easier way to, to represent buyers because you know that you're putting them into a safe, predictable environment in a conservative asset class. So that's kind of what I've been doing. I've been a top broker in the Utah market for several years and um, my goal is just to continue to strive to be number one because that services my clients best and my wife gets what she wants. <laughs> when you're looking at a, an opportunity, let, let's, let's, let's pretend that uh, somebody owns an apartment building and you have an initial conversation with them. Uh, what are you wanting to know from your, per, your potential client about their property? So for me, interestingly enough, um, a lot of people think this is odd when I say it, but to me, every unit is the same nowadays. I mean, I go into a unit, I can tell you what it rents for. I can tell you when it was built. Um, you know, I can tell you if there's functional obsolescence or where it's going. So for me, the most important things, um, I, I like to understand specifically from the owner, what has his management style been like? I mean, is the property in good condition or do we need to start underwriting for some additional CapEx needs like plumbing, electrical, roofs, siding, asphalt, stuff like that? Or has, it, or has he been pretty hands-on maintaining it? Uh, one of the challenges that, we, that we've come into post-2009 collapse is what I've dubbed the CapEx shadow. And what had happened, in, and this is probably across the U.S., in total, but specifically in the Salt Lake market, we had a lot of investors that were syndicators uh, and or REITs or funds that had to push returns back to the investor base. And so as, you know, while our economy did extremely well and vacancies were limited, we did have more skips and rent, um, rents did drop about three to 5% overall in our market during the downturn. But what had happened is with those reductions, landlords, rather than doing the roof the correct way or doing the asphalt the correct way, they would just patch it and fix it so that they could push more of that income onto the investors. So fast forward five, six, you know, now we're almost seven years out of the recession. Well, we'll call it six years out of the recession. A lot of owners are going to market saying, we're now, we're now ready to sell. Cap rates are extremely low. Values are high. And we're saying that's all correct, but you, you basically starved your property of, of what it needed over the last couple of years. And so, yes, we can get you all of the above in pricing and low cap rates, but you know, oddly enough, the roof needs to be redone. You can't just slurry seal the asphalt. You, know, you have to actually do it the right way. And so you know, nowadays, how they manage it over the last five, six years has probably been, become one of, the, one of the first questions that we try to understand on a property. I hope that makes sense. Absolutely. And I, it's, I think it's really interesting what you mentioned and how you've you know, deemed it the CapEx shadow. Um, one thing really quickly just to, just to define or elaborate on, you said slurry seal, the asphalt. Can you elaborate on that for the best ever listeners? Yeah. And let me just put a shout out to the best ever listeners. But, uh, I didn't do that at the beginning. That was in my notes. So it's awesome to be a part of this. Um, so 
you know, a slurry seal in the Utah market, we have, we have cold. So we have, you know, snow and freezing and anytime you get water and ice and cold temperatures, and then it gets hot in the summer, that expansion contraction really has a down, it, it is really tough on specifically asphalt, cement, roofs, anything that, that gets touched by the water. And in our market, we a lot of our parking lots are asphalt. And what happens when they expand and contract is those asphalt pieces, you know, tend to break apart. And as they break apart, if you if you slurry coat it in our market every other year, you're usually pretty good. And a slurry coat is you can go buy it at Home Depot. It's basically just a tar-based product that goes, you know, that you kind of um, paint over, I guess you could say, the top. And that, that basically protects it for the next rain, protects it from the next snow, protects it from getting, you know, water inside that will freeze and contract and expand. So the alternative is a lot of owners didn't do that or they did it too often because um, every probably five to 10 years, you have to, you know, take off about an inch of road base and kind of redo the whole thing. And so that's just one of maybe, maybe 10 line items that uh, owners in our market tended to, to uh sort of short-term patch versus doing a long-term fix. What are a couple other, the light, the light items that uh, is a short-term, but then you do more long-term? Number one, I'd say would be roofs uh, because that's a pretty expensive line item. You know, for example, I have a client that owns a 100,000 square foot industrial property and uh, he has four buildings. One of the buildings um, needed a roof because it actually had leaking. And t- typically that's, <laughs> that's, you're waited too long if your roof is actually leaking and it was old tar and gravel. And so rather than, you know, take it off and put on a new roof, which would have been, a, you know, something like thirty five or $40,000, he essentially just had them remove the gravel, patch the area that was leaking, put it back up and it was $3,600. But, you know, we all know that when you need a $40,000 roof, a $3,600 patch is only going to buy you some time. And so when we go to sell those assets in today's market, um, you know, and one thing we'll probably touch on later, but one of the one of the biggest shifts in our in the investment world is the underwriting time period. You know, back in 2004, 2005, when I first started, people were underwriting to own properties for a year, for three years, for five years. Now the average hold period is seven to ten years because the expectation is that interest rates are going to rise, and you have to ride through that. Um, expansion period, if you will. And so um, nowadays you've got buyers that come and if they were just going to hold it two years, maybe a a fix would work. Like, hey, I did this for $3,600. You could do it too. And now they're saying, you know, that's fine for the first two years, but we're actually going to hold this for seven to 10 years. We need that $40,000 credit because we're going to have to fix it right. Mark, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? My best real estate advice for people that are either in the brokerage business or that are looking to invest on their own. And you'd probably agree to to some of this, if not all of it, but um, I tend to deal with a lot of people that work from what I would call the bottom up. You know, they'll find a property that they like and they get excited and they want to move forward and buy it. But the smartest investors actually work from the top down. And I'll use a couple of examples. I mean, look at what's happened in the multifamily apartment investment world over the last few years since 2009, my, my market alone is up 75%. So imagine 2009, if somebody called you and said, hey, I want to sell you my property and you and his investor went and, and bought it, you would have gotten really lucky, to be honest, because you would have bought it during an expansion period. But a lot of people actually looked at that from the top down um, and, and said, you know what, apartments are going to do well. 
nice, you know, nice office or nice retailer, whatever it is that they were looking at, they, they identified the sectors that they knew would do well fundamentally from 50,000 feet. So they're looking at population growth, they're looking at vacancies declining, they're looking at, um, you know, on the industrial side, for example, Utah is a great location for distribution. And so if, if you see retailers expanding, you're going to want to invest in more distribution space because you know that that's going to be gobbled up you know, by as retailers expand. So on the multifamily front, Salt Lake is number one in population growth. We're top five in job growth. Forbes for three years in a row has rated us, you know, number one or number two best places in the U.S. to do business. And so you've got all these 50,000 foot factors that are working for you. So then what happens is you say, you know what, I want to buy apartments in a, in a fast growing market that has great economics and great demographics working for it. So then you go from the top down and you find the assets you want to buy and you go ahead and buy those based on market fundamentals. Here's what we want to pay. You know, here's where we're going to borrow debt. Here's our cash on cash. Here's the management strategy. But what ended up happening if you bought in 9, 10, 11, 12 is not only did you make good purchases, but from 50,000 feet, the economy worked for you. And, uh, you know, obviously one of the quotes that gets thrown around is a rising tide raises all ships. And that's essentially what you look for. The, the, the investors that I work with that have made the most money really time those rising tides. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Could you do more deals if you had more money and didn't have to waste time looking for financing? Are you ready to scale your real estate business and do more deals? Well, let's make that happen. Our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, is ready to fund your next deal. Patch of Land is a crowdfunding marketplace that has thousands of investors waiting for you right now. Find out more at patchofland.com. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com. Okay, Mark, best ever book you've read? Okay, so uh, you sent me this question early on, and it was funny because my joke is the last book I always read is always the best I've read because there's so many great tidbits. So I looked at the last book that I just finished last week, and it was The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And uh, one of the reasons I love that book is it's basically what everybody does is successful. They start with a vision, and then they just grind it out. And every little thing that you do, you know, moves you towards that, that end goal. And it was, a, it was a great book. So thanks to Darren. <laughs> best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it. So this one, was, this one hurt and I basically lost everything that I had. I, uh, I had invested in a number of residential developments in 2008 when the market collapsed. Um, I never missed a payment and somehow I dug out of it, um, but I had a client here in Salt Lake who's a pretty well-known developer, and when I called him in 2005, 2006, he said, I won't work with anybody that hasn't lost their butt. And uh, I didn't really understand that because I was, you know, young and dumb and making all kinds of money and couldn't do anything wrong. And then 2008, 2009 hit, and I, I lost everything I had made essentially from 04 on, which wasn't a lot in the scheme of things, but it definitely everybody got hurt a little bit. And I called him in 2010 and I said, "Can I work with you now?" <laughs> and he said, "Come on over." <laughs> so I think the 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 point of him kind of mentoring me was that it's hard to work with somebody that isn't conservative and has never lost anything. And now my approach has, has changed dramatically to everything that we do. I, I certainly underwrite the worst case scenario, but I, I want to be as optimistic as I possibly can. But I think that tempered my approach and has really helped me become a much more successful advisor to my clients. 
best ever success habit you practice? Uh, about a year ago, I was following a well-known guy, Robin Sharma, and uh, Robin, you know, he wants people to join the 5 a.m. club, and so uh, it was about, I'd say, January of last year, so just over a year ago, I started waking up uh, six days a week at 5 a.m. I go work out, I do CrossFit, uh, and I love it, but what it does is it basically gives me an hour or two before I normally would get up to really mentally prepare for the day, and that's, that's been... Uh, that's given me a dramatic advantage uh, in my business. What time do you go to bed? If you ask my wife, it's 7.10 when I put my three-year-old to bed because I don't usually come out. But uh, usually three to four nights a week. I, I joke that when I have now that I have kids, I work nine to five, and then I put them to bed, and then I work nine to five. So two to three nights a week, I, I'm usually up at uh, back to work at you know 10 p.m. till you know one or two a.m. just catching up on email. Best ever deal you've done? So. I warned you that I tend to talk long, so I'll keep this one short. Um, I've done two deals, actually, that are my favorites, and I can't separate them, so I'm going to give you both. Good. One, during the downturn, the hotel market was really struggling globally, and so I took a, I took a look at several apartment complexes and thought, how do we convert these to apartments? Because apartments were on the rise, hotels were on, you know, declining as far as occupancies and NOI, and I actually converted a 128-unit extended-stay hotel apartment or hotel into apartments here in Salt Lake. Uh, client of mine bought it for $7.2 million, put a million dollars into it, converting it to apartments. Uh, they had full kitchens. They were basically nicer than anything I'd ever lived in, and that was like, my first comment was, these should be apartments. He sold it a year later for $14.1 million. So that was a huge home run. Uh, the other one was earlier this year. How, how, sorry, I'm, how much was it acquired for? We 7.2, he put a million dollars into it and sold it for 14.1 million 12 months later. Holy cow. So that was one of those 50,000 feet, what's going on in the market? Hotels are sucking, <laughs> apartments are kicking butt. Um, and those two, you know, I don't know you'd call those just matrices or directions or you know, they, they just happened across and I found the right product at the right time. And uh, certainly that's something I'll watch out for in the decades to come. Um, that was an interesting deal. So the second one was a deal I chased for about nine years. I could. This is a very high profile downtown Salt Lake City infill redevelopment location. The family has owned the property since 1931. I went to them about nine years ago and I said, you should sell the market pot. You want a prime piece of property? And they said, pound sand. A year later, I went back and said, same thing. Uh, finally, after nine and a half years, he said, you know what, Mark, we appreciate your approach. We appreciate your market insight. We know what you're trying to do. But when our father passed away, and I think it was like 1968, he said, don't sell this property, keep it in the family. And so I went back and I said, um, okay, can I do a ground lease that keeps it in the family, that keeps your name on title, but now you don't have to manage it and I can make you more money by allowing somebody else to develop the asset. And so we did a 99 year ground lease with four 25 year options. And to me, that was just an out of box, out of the box approach that met the needs of the seller, but certainly allowed uh, the, the developer to jump in and time the market right. And it's been an absolute home run. So what's, what's there now? Uh, well, right now it's a retail, it's a, it's an old building retail, but we have uh, development plans to do an infill downtown apartment development on top of main floor retail. So it would be one of the, it'll be a very high profile mixed use uh, development in downtown Salt Lake City on a ground lease. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? So this will be probably more info than you want, but Newmark out of New York 
purchased ARA, which is Apartment Realty Advisors, which is, I believe, right now the second largest multifamily develop or multifamily brokerage platform in the U.S. And I don't need to give you a sales pitch on on my firm, but um, ARA has brought me in on on several listing pitches over the next 30 days. One of them is north of 150 million dollars, and so. Uh, normally, I don't work on stuff that big, so that's what I'm most excited about. Is uh, I think this year is one the year that you will see a lot of very large transactions occur. <laughs> Best ever quote: "You don't get what you don't ask for." What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Biggest mistake I've made, and that I continue to make, is that I work on all product types. Salt Lake City market is not not as big as is a New York city market or in LA or San Francisco. And so I have a client base that owns multifamily, but they'll also own industrial, they'll own retail, they'll own office, they'll own land. And so I, I track about 185 projects currently uh, and they range across the spectrum, but that requires me to be an, ex- an expert and have data in all market sectors. I think that if I could go back and do it again, I'd, I'd pick a, a large enough market that I could focus on a single product type. And I could do that here. I just prefer to make a ton of money. Um, but I think that new people that are getting started in the business, there's, the, you know, at our firm, we call it expert power. If you have expert power, even if you're the most boring guy and nobody wants to work with you, if you're the expert in the market sector that you transact, uh, you're going to do, you're going to do a lot more business than your competitors. Mark, what's the best ever place to reach you? The best ever place to reach you is always my office line. I'm kind of old school. You can certainly text me or find me on, on Twitter. But uh, if you call me at 801-578-5505, you'll get me. Mark, thank you so much for sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners and you know, talking about your experience as you know a, a seasoned broker, you know, getting in there, doing it, uh, you know, being nominated as multifamily broker of the year, and um, you know, talking about one of the, one of the things that uh, I wrote down, and I, I actually you know, we talked about a little bit more as follow up questions, is a capex shadow, and really looking at. Um, the deferred maintenance or the expenses and capital expenses that should have been happening uh, over the course of you know 2008, 2009, 2000, perhaps seven. Um, but uh, the reason why that stuff wasn't done and the result, most importantly, the result that it led to now and looking at it. So when you Talk, I asked you, you know, what's the first thing you want to talk to a, a potential client, someone selling a property, and you mentioned I want to know the the story of their management style and what is the story of the property, and I think that's that's something. And then you gave some very specific examples of what you look for from a new roof to a slurry coat to plumbing, electrical roofs, etc. Um, and then also, you know, uh, talking a little bit about Salt Lake City. Uh, that's not a market I'm too familiar with. Uh, I have been to Sundance Film Festival, nice. um, so I, I've I've gone through Salt Lake City, um, but I you know I, I'm not too familiar with it. Hopefully, some of the best listeners are now, at least a little bit more, because um, I you know certainly with those facts and figures of uh, you mentioned, um, that's going to pique anybody's curiosity. And then you know the, some some creativity and how you bring creativity to the deals and persistence. I mean, nine years on this this property. Um, I'm working on a property right now, and it's been nine months. And I'm I'm like, wow, wow, this has been a long time. But 
you know, you, my friend, have put things in perspective for me. So uh, selfishly, thank you for that. That that's helped me. Um, but then converting the hundred unit, hundred plus unit extended stay hotel into apartments, and you know, b- buying it for seven point two, putting one million in it, and then twelve months later selling it for uh, almost twice what that is uh, at fourteen million. So thank you so much for sharing your advice. This has been just a wonderful conversation, and we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you, Joe. Hey, you, best ever listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com, where you'll get tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes, so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever. 